بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد الحمد لله رب العالمين We give thanks and praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for each and every blessing has blessed us with Indeed, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, by the wills and permission of Allah Azza wa Jal, we have already, already reached the 16th of Sha'ban, and we have spoken about Sha'ban and the virtues of Sha'ban, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We have a couple of days left, which is around, let's say, 14, 14 to 15 days, uh, as per the lunar uh, sighting, for the country uh, for the month of Ramadan to begin. Subhanallah, when we think of the month of Ramadan, now, now we are actually preparing for the month of Ramadan. Many have started preparing, many haven't even thought of it, and many believe that they will prepare inshallah very soon. But again, are we guaranteed are we guaranteed that we're going to meet Ramadan? Do we know that we're actually going to meet tomorrow morning? La Allah. Even the scholars mentioned, the only time you will come to know the ajr of Ramadan is when you go and say your khabar. The only time you will come to know the ajr and the reward of Ramadan is when you wake up on Yom Al-Qiyamah and you find out that your salah was equivalent to how many salawat? The psalm that you had, that you did in Ramadan, how much is equivalent? The zakah and sadaqah and iftar that you gave, how much it was equivalent in the eyes of Allah Azza wa Jal. For that Ramadan, when you know that the shayateen are chained, when you know that the door of Jannah opened, and subhanallah, at that moment, you are leaving the dunya without the interference of the shayateen into your life. Your ibadah increase, your love of Allah increase, your sweetness of qira'ah, of Quran and siyam increase. And the way it does cannot be compared to any other day apart from Ramadan. Why? Because Ramadan, the shayateen are chained. Huh? It's not the same. But subhanallah, that Ramadan that comes is like a guest. The Ramadan that comes is like a person that comes and stays with you for one month. And then the person goes. If a guest comes to your house, does the guest stay permanently? No. If a guest comes to your house, you know he's coming. You make sure that you prepare for the entrance of the of the guests, for the coming of the guests, you're welcoming the guests, and you know that he's going to be here temporary. And he might leave and may not come back again. Ramadan. Ramadan. The first and foremost way of preparing for Ramadan is to put in your heart that insha'Allah, this Ramadan is going to be my best Ramadan. This Ramadan is going to be my best Ramadan, bi'idhnillah ta'ala. 
Why? Because I'm going to prepare myself to welcome Ramadan in a way that never before I've actually prepared. Many times I waited for Ramadan to come at the first day, then I started my suhoor and then my, my siyam and calling and trying to know what's halal and what's haram. The first day I started my qira'ah of the Quran in Ramadan. The first day I said, Ya Allah, forgive me in Ramadan. The first day I tried to forgive people in Ramadan. These kind of people, they have not prepared for Ramadan. Because these kind of work is to be done before Ramadan, not in Ramadan. People, when it comes to preparing for Ramadan, they say, Akhi, what are you doing? You know, one week for Ramadan, yeah, I'm preparing for Ramadan. What are you preparing for Ramadan? Well, I'm just going to make some shopping. Well, I'm just buying some lantern to put in the house. Well, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, going to the tailor and get everything ready for my dress for Taraweeh and for Eid. When you ask people how they actually preparing for Ramadan, these kind of answer that you get. But the answer that we're supposed to be giving out to people, Akhi, how, you, how are you preparing for Ramadan? Yes, I'm working on my qira'ah. Akhi, how you work, how you preparing for Ramadan? I'm working on my istighfar and tawbah to Allah Azza wa Because I need that heart to be clean before I enter Ramadan. Akhi, how you, how you preparing for Ramadan? I'm trying to reconcile between my brothers and my sisters. I've had some issues, so I want to make sure that, you know, before Ramadan comes in, I have a clean heart. Because I cannot enter Ramadan with that heart is dirty. I cannot enter Ramadan with me and my Muslim brothers and my sisters. I have enmity and grudges. I can't do this. You know the reason why you keep on reading Quran and Taraweeh, you listen to the Qira'ah, you make your Siyam, and you don't feel the sweetness? It's because there's something wrong in this heart. Because you haven't cleaned the heart. If ever you were to die tomorrow, you will be put in the Qadr with the grudges and Shahna and Baghda in your heart in the Qadr. What's the benefit? What's the benefit going to bed with enmity in your heart between you and your Muslim brothers and sisters? Why do you have to hold grudges between brothers and your sisters who've taken some piece of your land extra because of inheritance that your mother and your father have left? For how long are you holding the grudges? Did you know the amount of time that you have held the grudges? Your a'mal has not been lifted to Allah Azza wa Jal? And you're going for hajj? How many Ramadan you have done? How many Siyam you have done? But still, your A'mal hasn't been raised to Allah Azza wa Jal. This is something that we need to understand. Ramadan is coming. I want that Ramadan to be the best of Ramadan. How do I prepare for it? I want to get the best result of my exam. I need to prepare for the exam. I'm going for a driving test tomorrow. I need to prepare for the driving test for me to pass. You don't just go into the test like this. That's not the way of doing it. How do we prepare for Ramadan? First and foremost, my brothers, I said, make an intention that inshallah, this Ramadan is going to be my best Ramadan. Not in regards to food and drink, 
in regards to spiritual being. How I'm going to make myself a different person. Shaban and Shawwal, I'm going to be different Muhammad. I'm going to be different Fatima. In Ramadan, we are different, yes or no? Yeah, in Ramadan, everyone is different. That doesn't count. What counts is what? After Ramadan. Because in Ramadan, shaitan are changed. At that moment, you are practicing. You are training yourself. Because now you are in a fortress. Ramadan is a fortress. At that time, you are training yourself. Because you know what? After Ramadan, you're going to battle the shaitan. When you go for a training camp, it's barricaded, yes or no? Any training camp in the country is barricaded. It's safe. All right? So at that place, you're getting yourself trained, self-defense, because the battle is going to come later on, and I'm going to face the enemy very soon. So at that moment, the training camp is our Ramadan. We are safe in Ramadan. So I'm going to make sure that I get my Iman pumped up because the next 11 months, I'm going to battle the shaitan. This is how we do it. The next 11 months from Shawwal until next Sha'ban, I'm going to battle the shaitan. And my training camp is Ramadan. How do we get ourselves prepared for Ramadan? Number two, clean your heart. Because a heart that is cleansed, a heart that is white, subhanAllah, it absorbs the love of Allah Azza wa Jal. Hey Allah. A heart that is clean, a heart that is a heart mustaghfir, a heart that is ta'ib, a heart that always go back to Allah Azza wa Jal. Is a heart that absorbs iman and sweetness. Let me tell you something. Sweetness of ibadah is not easy to get. How many times you listen to a qira'ah, the tears fall. You don't even understand anything. How many times you make dua to Allah Azza wa Jal, your tears just falling. Where did this come from? The sweetness. How many times you wake up and then you're like, I can't wait to go and listen to the Qadi, listen to the Quran. You know why? It's because you have got the sweetness of Quran in your heart. How many times you feel, I can't wait to get up for, for tahajjud. I feel so good. You know why? Because you felt the sweetness of tahajjud in your heart. But not many people get this. When your heart is clean. Yes, in Ramadan, in Ramadan, our sins are going to be forgiven. I mean, we've got no doubt. Because the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man Fast in the way of Allah Azza wa Jal. With sincerity. Expecting reward from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all your sin. Inshallah, it's going to happen to us. Sadaq al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But before you actually start feeling the sweet of Ramadan, clean that heart. 
Because Tawbah is not only in the month of Ramadan. Allah says, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Go back towards Allah Azza wa Jal, all those who call themselves Mu'min. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً نَصُوحًا All those who believe, repent to Allah, it's sincere repentance. What is a sincere repentance? You repent to Allah Azza wa Jal. You feel remorse about it. You don't want to repeat it again. You don't mention it to others. This is what we call it, Tawbat al-Nasuha. You feel sad at what you have done. You don't repeat it again. And don't go and tell people the sin what you have done when Allah has actually made sitter of you. When Allah has already hidden your sin. Don't go out and tell people, you know, I used to do this before. I used to do that before. You know, I miss Salat al-Fajr in the morning. If Allah Azza wa Jalla has made sitter of you, if Allah Azza wa Jalla has covered your sin, don't open it to others. Wallahi, if anyone of here, Allah Azza wa Jalla would have opened their sin, you wouldn't want to be their friend. If Allah would have opened my sin, you wouldn't want to listen to me today. We need to understand that. This is one of the ways out. One of the ways out, Tawbat al-Nasuha. Number two. My brother, start your tawbah from now. If you meet Ramadan, alhamdulillah. If you haven't met Ramadan, if you have met medical mode before Ramadan, at least you had a good intention of Ramadan. Don't wait for the first day of Ramadan for you to look for the moon. Akhi, what happened? Have they seen the moon? Sheikh, have they seen the moon? Because I need to start Ramadan. No, our Ramadan start now. Intention start now. If tomorrow you die, Allah Azza wa Jal will judge you as per you. Intention. You might even get the full reward of Ramadan even though you haven't spent it. Why? Because of your intention and preparation for it. Number two, my brothers and my sisters up there, holding grudges in your heart is a disease. Holding grudges in your heart is a disease. Holding enmity in your heart is a disease. That it needs to be cured. And it has no benefit whatsoever. Ever done. The reason why the Sahabi got Jannah. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was speaking that, that. A Sahabi. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. A Sahabi is going to come now. A man is going to come now. He from the people of Jannah. A man came in. All the Sahabi. Look. They thought it was going to be a big short one. It was just a normal. We don't even know his name. Second day, the Prophet Muhammad said, a man is going to come now and he will be from the people of Jannah. The same person came in. The third day, the Prophet Muhammad was talking, he said, a man is going to come now from the door, he is from the people of Jannah. And who came in? The same person came in. Three days consecutive, Sahabi, not famous, not uh, religious, not like how we go virtuous, like how we know who the Sahabi we don't even know his name but Abu Dhar Ghifari went to him and told him, listen, I need to stay. he said, I need to, uh, I would like to stay in your house for, for some time the hadith days had some issues, so he wanted to stay in why did Abu Dhar Ghifari want to stay with him? to see what he does why? What, why, what does he do like this? first day nothing is special he salah, five day salah, went back to bed. Second day, five daily prayers, gone back to bed. 
third day, five daily prayers, not even siyam, not even nawafil, normal. Khid Abu Dhar Ghifari, radiallahu anhu, said, you know, yeah, fulan, this and this happened, and the three days consecutive, you came in, and you got bashara of Jannah, from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you will enter Jannah. Tell me, what do you do? He said, I don't do anything extra. You are here, you've seen what I do. No tahajjud. I haven't done any siyam work. The thing what I do is, before I go to bed, he that I forgive everyone who has harmed me, physically or verbally. I just want to go to bed every day or every night with a clean heart. That's the only thing that I do, what I feel is special. SubhanAllah. When you look at it, why do we go full night without sleeping sometimes? Stress, depression, is because we are taking the issues of others, we're putting in our head. Are we able to, to change it? We're not able to, but we want to hold the grudge. And I'm not going to speak to him. Wallah, I will not speak to him. He did this, I will not speak to him. I will not give him his haqq. My mom asked him, I will not give everything. Well, let him go, let him go. How many of these have? You can, when I'm saying this now, you can even look behind and yourself, left and right, you're like, yeah, I think this is happening to me as well. How many people in the office? How many people in the house? How many people in now between siblings, mostly? Uncles, nephews, my brothers and my sisters. This will not bring any benefit except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive you. Guess what? Our deeds are presented to Allah Azza wa Jal every Mondays and Thursdays. The Malaika bring our deeds to Allah Azza wa Jal. And our deeds are presented to Allah Azza wa Jal on Mondays and Thursdays. That's why the Prophet Muhammad used to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. And he said, the reason why I like to fast on Mondays and Thursdays is that so that my deeds are presented to Allah while I'm in a state of fasting. As in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell the angels, forgive all of them. All of them, those who say, la ilaha illallah, forgive all of them. Ajib. Every Mondays and Thursdays. Except those who associate partners with Allah, a mushrik. And number two, a mushahin. mushahin? Someone who has a shahna wal baghda Someone who has grudges and enmities between him and his Muslim brothers or sisters. And Allah says, Don't forgive them until they reconciliate. Don't forgive them until they reconciliate. Look at that. It has reached the level of shirk. Why do we hold grudges? And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was in Mecca, Fath Mecca, Hind came and accepted Islam. Abu Sufyan came and accepted Islam. The enemies who actually expelled him from Mecca came and accepted Islam. Did the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, I don't want to talk to you? No, get out of here? No, I don't think I can speak to you anymore. What you've done, no, I can't, I can't, I can't forgive you. Unacceptable. I can't see your face. Did he say this? No, Allah. No problem. Insan, insan. We fall into error. 
We make decisions when we are angry. We say silly stuff when we are angry. Many times divorce happen when they are angry. Many times murder happen because you are angry. Many times curse and swear happen when you are angry. It's okay, insan. I mean, if you are not going to forgive your Muslim brother, who's going to forgive him? You expect the kuffar to do it? If you don't show the mujtama, if you don't show the society that I'm a Muslim, he's taken my rights, it's okay. What's the point of passing by him and just look down and look away? What's the point? Allah said, Don't turn away your face from people. How many times you say this nowadays? You do that with your own boss and manager, صح? You don't even want to see his face, man. You just turn away when he passes by. Why do we do this? You may not like someone that's understandable. It's okay, insan. I may not like you. I may not like you. But when I see you, assalamu alaikum. I may not like your, for example, your uh, your behavior. What I can do is I stay away from you. But when I see you, Akhi, salamu alaykum, you okay? Let's walk. Why the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you are allowed not to talk to your Muslim brother for how many days? Three days. For three days. Insan. Understand that maybe something happened between me and my Muslim brother. Oh, my Muslim sister. To reconciliate at the same time is difficult. How many days he gave you? Three days. The first day, you're upset, you're angry. Don't make decision today. Second day, process what happened. Now you calm down. Yes or no? Process what happened. The sister were under depression. Or the brother uh, was going dead. The brother's got some marital issue. The brother just lost something. He lost his job. He's a financial issue. That's why he reacted like this. Okay, I understand. Process. This is Islam. And Nabi Sallallahu he once, once he left his, his wives for almost like 29 days to go and process the issues that's happening in the marital life. You can't just make a decision. First day, you're upset, calm down. Second day, process what happened in order for you to reconcile. Third day, reconcile. You don't like the person. You know that his tongue is sharp. You know his tongue, he likes to back back. You know what happened? It's all good, yeah? You don't have to go out with him. Reconciliation doesn't mean you have to go and eat with him. It doesn't mean that you need to go and chill out with him. It doesn't mean this. It means that between you and Allah for this person, there's nothing. Yeah? Between me and Muhammad, nothing. Me and Fatima, there's nothing. Whatever has happened, don't understand. What is the point of holding grudges? If it's going to help you, hold it. Hold it firm. If it's going to give some more money, hold it. He's going to bring it to Jannah, hold it. That is why. That is why. Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ 
إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم. On that day, on that day, neither your wealth, nor your children, nor your cars, nor your villa, nor your business, nor your honor and your fame is going to help you. إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم. Except those who come to Allah Azza wa Jal with a clean heart. No shirk and no shahna. No shirk and no grudges. These are the people who will be successful in Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Might not be your salah sometimes. Might not be your zakat sometimes. Have you seen people going for hajj every year? People doing all these kind of zakat, but subhanAllah, they don't speak to them to their own brother. They're going to uh, doing zakat and you see them building masjid. But the same person, he didn't speak to his own brother, own sister. What guarantee do you have that whatever you're doing is accepted in the eyes of Allah Azza wa No guarantee. My brothers and my sisters out there, these three points are the main points. Main points before Ramadan. It's not about shopping and everything. And at the same time, like inshallah, next week, we'll be speaking about it as well. The ruling of Ramadan. The ruling of Ramadan. What is siyam? When do we fast? When am I able to fast? When can I break my fast? When do I start suhoor? When can I end my suhoor? How many rakah of taraweeh? Everyone going to be asking. When do I do, do I do how? Do I do in the house? Can I, can I, can I travel and go to taraweeh somewhere else? I vomit, blood coming out. Sheikh, what breaks the fast? What didn't break the fast? All these rulings, get yourself prepared now. Not during Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Uh, while the adhan was going on, I finished the symbols in my mouth. What happened? Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Sheikh, the adhan was going on, but I was still uh, not pure, so I had to make ghusl. What happened? Sisters, all, all have questions. I want to do hijama. I want to give blood. I want to go do vaccine. All these ask your question now. Get yourself knowledgeable about siyam and qiyam and Ramadan now. So Ramadan, you enter Ramadan fully equipped. Fully equipped. Is that clear, inshallah? And at the same time, your dua is very important to ask Allah to make you enter the month of Ramadan, to make it easier upon you, as well as I had to I, I had to mention it, your, your shopping, you have to do it as well. Don't wait for Ramadan to go and do your shopping. Number one is you're going to waste a lot of time. Number two is when you're fasting, you're doing shopping. Instead of pushing one trolley, you push two trolleys. Sah. In Ramadan, you need to understand that it is a time for you to, it comes only 30 days, only 30 days in a year. How many days do we have in a year for Hijri? Yeah, it's maybe three, 55, 50, 40. Only 30 days Ramadan. Only 30 days the shaitan are locked. The door of Jannah opened. Door or hell are closed. Only 30 days. Yes, you can go do your shopping or whatever, but do not indulge yourself. Don't get fooled 
by the TV program that says, Nawir Ramadan Enlighten your Ramadan with us, all Barnamij, all episode. Don't, you know, it's all about, and I don't, I don't want to say that it's Shaytan. Well, it is Shaytan, but just, you know, I just had to leave it far from the mic. Yeah, it is Shaytan, the media, is what they're doing. And we should not get carried away with the media. At that moment, they're going to come some nice program about food cooking. Oh, sister, listen to me. Cooking food or how to do this. It's okay, but don't waste your time on it. Get yourself prepared. Sit down with your family. How are we going to do our Ramadan? As a husband, am I going to expect you to do iftar? As a husband, am I going to expect you to do suhoor in this way? Do, I have, do you have to wake up one hour before us to do the roti and parata and kima and all? Or maybe you think it's something very light. We're going to have a sandwich, inshallah. So I, I'm not too tired. You're not too tired. We use that time for tahajjud, for example. Are we going to expect all the, the whole table to be filled up with, with food for iftar? Where I am sitting like a king waiting when my wife is just like how since Asr until iftar she is in the, in the kitchen. Is that fair? But what's happening now? Yes or no? And the wife is just cooking and then she hears the, and then Allahu Akbar, where's the tamar? Where's the tamar? Give me the kajur, sah? This what's happening. No, 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 we don't do this. Your wife has a right to make ibadah. Now, 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 sit together. We're going to do it this way. We're going to have that way. We're going to do this kind of shopping. We're going to eat light. Our kids going to eat light. We're going to go to bed this way. We're going to wake up that way. It becomes a happy time for your wife as well. Why you find the wife exhausted in Ramadan? Not everyone have maids. Wives are exhausted. Mothers are exhausted. They have to make iftar an hour before Maghrib. They have to wake up an hour before suhoor. It's all about cooking and cooking and cooking. And it, well, guess what? They cook at which time? The best time. They're cooking what time? When Allah is just down here in the last sky. Before suhoor, one hour. The time making ibadah. The best time when our dua are being accepted. Before iftar, then the kitchen. Let's, let's set up and prepare some kind of time where they sit down with us before iftar. We, we, can, we can help as well. Get iftar ready. It doesn't have to be big. Okay, okay. Culture plays a big role over here. It's okay. You want to have your mindi, you want to have your biryani, you want to have your kapsa, whatever. But when it comes to breaking the fast, make it something very, very light. Because our digestive system, my brothers and my sisters, has been dormant the whole day. And suddenly you put something big in there, then what happened? It didn't work properly. That's why you see yourself putting on weight in Ramadan. صح? Instead of losing. And Nabi Sallallahu he would break his fast with dates, water, and or milk. And then he would go Salat al-Maghrib, so at that time, the digestive system is working. Start working. And then when you come back, then you give whatever you want to give. No problem. Don't eat too much because you have tarawih to pray now. Right? Always. My advice is, my brother and my sisters, if you want to see beneficial, you want to see yourself, have you benefited spiritually and physically, go light. Allah, go light, Ramadan. Don't go for oily food much. 
Oh, I know you can't. You can't. Can you have Ramadan without samosa? Can you? You can't. Lazim samosa. Okay, okay. We put this on this one samosa. But don't go for oily stuff. Don't break your fast with oily thing. And I know sometimes, brother, they eat that oily food in the morning, in the evening, and for iftar, and you can see the oil is streaming, you see the beef streaming, it's going to affect you. And then after suhoor, you don't feel good, you feel you want to sleep. And you have this after iftar, you don't feel good, you feel you want to sleep. Then what happened? You know, how you feel? The only thing what you hear in iftar, in taraweeh, he's burping, the other one's going, ah, because he lost his wudu, and then complaining about the imam is doing too long. Sah? No, go light. Go like you see yourself losing weight, number one. You see yourself spiritually pumped up. And then this is something that I would like to give as preparation of Ramadan. There could be more. Maybe next week, inshallah, we can actually uh, mention about it. So we said intention. We said istighfar, tawbah. We said cleaning your heart from any grudges and enmities. And then we said your dua, as well as your normal preparation you want to go to the tailor for Eid, for your Kandura, for your Kurta, for your Abaya, go now. Well, if you go now, you will get it before Eid. If you go in Ramadan, you will not get it before Eid. All right? And the brother had a, uh, a request that he was saying, when the brothers are praying on the soft, they're opening their feet too much, or they're going too in front or too behind. Therefore, the Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, when he would say, still, صح? He would say, still strengthen your rows and don't open your feet too much and don't close your feet too much. Leave the gap normal and parallel to each other. Jazakallah khair.